who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can hello everyone welcome to episode 109 of the positively pro wrestling podcast i'm your host steve fountas with me is eric sanchez we're just talking crap to each other right before we started this this, this show, Eric's selling some Funko Pops and making fun of him for... Not making fun of him for selling the Pops, making fun of the type of Pops they were. Oh, that's The Walking right. Dead. Yeah, that's okay. I was, a, I was a big Walking Dead fan, so I, had, I have a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, we're on... This is... A, I, I said technically 109, but I did a count recently. We're more like uh-huh. 140 total episodes between interviews oh, wow. and yeah. watch-alongs and all that stuff. And maybe at some point I'll, re, I'll renumber them, but who, who really cares? Nobody does, right? No, nobody Except cares. For, but there's milestone episodes. Got to celebrate those. 109 is a milestone for us. We'll, we'll call it. Sure it sure is. <laughs> okay. It doesn't have to be like a like a uh, traditional number, like 25 or 50 or yeah. 10. Yeah, 109. 109 celebration. What kind if, of gift do we get for 109? Is there like a? Is it? It's not silver. It's is it uh, straw? How about fabric? Paper? Fabric. fabric. Okay. I'll talk fabric. Yeah. A couple swatches. Nice fabric. A swatch. A couple swatches of fabric. Yeah. <laughs> If this is your first time listening to us, guys, you can follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. You can find all of our shows on SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Stitcher. If you have a favorite podcast app, search Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. We'll pop up there. You can subscribe to us. And if you, you can see all the past episodes from one to whatever number we're on officially now. They're all on there for free. And, yeah, if you want to subscribe to us, they'll go right into your phone or computer, iPod, whatever you use. If you're an yeah. iTunes user want to leave us a review that'll help out a lot with people searching for the show so go ahead and do that for us and if you leave a review and screenshot it i haven't done this in a while i'll send you a prize oh, pack i've got some look at this maybe, maybe some old maybe some like exclusive wrestling like dvd type stuff maybe some stickers fun stuff a, a nice prize pack so go ahead mm-hmm. screenshot cool. your review at ppw podcast and i'll send you a prize pack Eric, how's it going? What's new? Oh in your life? man, I, I almost had a heart attack Sunday night watching Royal Rumble. Okay, we, we, we did. We, we, <laughs> we a little did. intense there. Hold on. So, okay, go ahead. Yeah, we had this uh, the Rumble pool, right? And oh, right, my right, number right. for yeah. the men's Rumble was number two. So Randy Orton is number two. He mm-hmm. goes out. He's never been eliminated, but he goes out with kind of like a knee injury. He goes to the back to be worked on. So I, this whole time, I'm like, all right, I have number two. He's still in it. He's still in it. I'm like, Randy Orton. I'm thinking, okay, I could see him winning this and going to, to WrestleMania. You know, it's not somebody I really want to win, but maybe he can kind of put some of the new guys over, whatever. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking this whole time. And then mid-match or showing Randy Orton in the back, like getting worked on. And they actually mentioned, like, you know, he's just back there. He, he's never been eliminated. I'm like, all right, all right, my guy's still in it. And I had some another guy that came in, but I, I wasn't too into that. It was probably some yep. some jabroni. Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> yeah, that's who I had. You remember, I'm glad. So I'm like, this guy's not going to win. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so then, you know, towards the end is coming. And then, you know, Edge, you know, is like the last one. He throws, I forgot mm-hmm. who was over, um. Was it, it wasn't Strowman. It was um, 
Yeah, it was strong. No, no, no. It, yeah. Whatever it was. Whoever, and, yeah. And I'm like, all right. And then I see Randy come up behind him, hits him with the RKO. He goes to throw him off. I'm like, I'm going to win. <laughs> and he, you win and then, no, it was it was the pool with us. Right, that's what Ed, I'm saying. Yeah. Edge turns it around, throws Orton out. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Orton was so, my guy. <laughs> even funnier, when they originally announced them as, as one and two, Edge yeah. was supposed to come out as two. Oh. But they didn't. They switched it up day of. So I'm sure it screwed a lot of people's pools up. And our pool we had, for yeah. those who weren't in it, we had a little mini rumble pool where the winner got uh, X amount of dollars worth of figures, a mm-hmm. men's winner and a women's winner. For our pool, same yeah. guy won both. He had number four and number one. So good for him, oh, wow. Mr. H. That's awesome. So was that he the had, cleaner? Yeah. Mike the cleaner? No, no, it was Mr. Else? H. Mr. Mr. Elite, Mr. Mr. H. Uh, Mr. Hughes? Yeah. Yeah, sure, Mr. Hughes. <laughs> he he had Bianca and he had Edge. I was pretty confident in my numbers. I had Alexa Bliss. I'm like, okay, I can see it. Her becoming like this yeah. character and winning. <clears throat> and she gets tossed. I'm like, son of a gun. <laughs> and then Daniel Bryan, I'm like, all right, they've been pushing his story. He's never won. Yeah. And he gets tossed. I'm like, man. But it was fun. It, it, a, little, a little extra oomph. I was watching the Women's Rumble with my daughter. I let her stay up early. Mm-hmm. And she like loved the the countdown. We did all we did to get like 10, 9, and... The rumble for a kid is just perfect. Like anticipation, like who's going to come next? What's going to happen? I mean, it's, it's my, perfect for anybody that's not like totally into wrestling because then there's that added excitement of, oh, who's going to be next? And, you know, they don't know who it is, but, you know, they they're, maybe they're thinking, oh, it's maybe somebody I might know. <laughs> yeah, like Carlito came out with his, his oiled up abs and nothing else. Like he only oiled Dude, his abs. He was, you know, like, that? he was jacked. And but he only, I, he only put oil on his stomach. <laughs> You yeah, want to highlight I those? I didn't notice that. But I, 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 there was a comment about, oh, Carlito, and this night I think Samoa Joe, he's like, what's what's in those apples? Because <laughs> he's, so, like, he's so much bigger than he was when he, last time. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Uh, day of the Rumble, my buddy texted me. He's like, hey, how do, does the network on this and whatever? He's like, can I get in the fire stick? I'm like, yeah, why? He's like, my son wants to watch because his kids like John Cena because uh-huh. of like, some of the kids' movies he's been in, like sure. Playing With Fire and a few other things. And I go, okay, I'm like, if you want to show him something like before that you watch it tonight because Cena's not going to be in it, I'm like, show him the 2008 Rumble and watch their heads explode it when he get number 30. He's like, okay. And that's uh, the one where Cena came back is the big surprise in MSG. He's like, oh, my God, they went ballistic when he came awesome. out. It was awesome, yeah. So it was fun. And I, I enjoyed the Rumble this year. I thought both matches, the men's and the women's, were pretty good. I was a big yeah. fan of them. I was real happy that thought- Bianca won. Like, be, I, I didn't really like her when she was a heel and a couple of years ago because I didn't think she was that good. But, I mean, she's mm-hmm. done a lot of work. She's improved a lot. And I don't know, just like her baby face turn just makes me like her. I mean, she's a, a pretty girl. She's athletic. She, I mean, I'm starting to notice more good qualities about her, probably because she's been working on a lot. But, you know, I'm happy she won. I wanted Rhea Ripley to win. I, I thought, did, like, too. After last year, you know, how kind of she got screwed losing to Charlotte and, and, and right. The- whatever WrestleMania thing that was at the Performance Center. But I was like, you know, I could see both of them winning. I, I wanted Rhea would win, but yeah. I was happy for Bianca, too. I think, you know, her versus Sasha, maybe. Uh, I'm curious who Edge is going to pick. He tweeted something out today. Maybe I'm going to stop by NXT to visit my wife <laughs> tomorrow night. So okay. give me an Edge versus Finn Balor at the yeah, NXT Championship awesome. Mania. That would be real good. Give me that. Yeah, because him and Roman, me... I, I don't see that. And him and McIntyre, I don't really see that either. But, yeah, him and Finn would be great. Give me that, and then give me like Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns, you know. Mm-hmm. And and for for Raw, there's a ton of possibilities. Bring a legend back, who cares? But right. there's there's still lots of fun stuff coming up, and it's Mania season, and we're getting excited. Uh, I'm excited. There's going to be some fans there, and it'll be a cool atmosphere. I think it'll be interesting to see how they do it. I think the WWE is going to use 
kind of the Super Bowl as their blueprint because the mm-hmm. Super Bowl is this Sunday and it's in Tampa, same stadium. They're allowing yeah. 25,000 people there. And uh, it's also cool. They're giving away a lot of uh, tickets to vaccinated healthcare workers, frontline workers. They're getting free tickets to the Super Bowl, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. It, it should be fun. And I think it'll be a good atmosphere and it's outdoors. That's a big, that'll help a lot. Yeah. Hopefully things, hopefully numbers keep getting better and more people keep getting their shots and, and all that stuff too. And hopefully it keeps getting better by April. It's we're in, we're near the light at the end of the tunnel as we go into summer. Hopefully, think positive on this show and, and hope for hope for the best out there. Uh, my my wife got her first shot a couple weeks ago. Her cause she works at a school, and then my dad got his a couple weeks ago too. He's he's over seventy, so it's it's rolling out. People are able to get them slowly, but we'll get there. I think you you could probably qualify soon if you wanted to. I'd imagine. Well, right now they're doing sixty five and older, and then it's um, you know based on are that you, kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. And Am like, I there's high risk. <laughs> no, but there, but there's also frontline workers. You can go get yourself a job at Target. Like I'm a frontline worker. <laughs> like no. thing too. So uh, either way, I'm at the back of the line. I'm in the mid 30s, relatively healthy person. So I'm at the back yeah. of the line. But that's okay. Well, I've been going to the we'll websites and calling the numbers and you know, all these different places. Like no appointments available. No appointments available. Then I'm looking mm-hmm. at different towns and it's just no appointments available now. Well, so. from what I from what I understand and kind of how I did it and I understood too was. So people are just kind of signing up, and they're not really verifying it until after you sign up. So what I'm guessing mm-hmm. is happening is people are signing up, and they're calling like, no, you're not qualified yet. Then it goes back open in the pool. That's what happening, is happening to a lot of teachers I've noticed too. Like my okay. teacher friends, they're like, yeah. It's like I go in the morning and nothing's there, and then in the afternoon they're like, oh, you're now scheduled because that's kind of what happens. Mm-hmm. So it'll get there. And well, they're on a list, so they'll either get a phone call. Well, there's an option to uh, be notified by email or yeah. phone. So I put both because – Mm-hmm. You know, they'll answer the phone or my mom will check the email. Yeah. So your parents could get it too if they wanted to imagine, right? No, that's what they're, I'm talking about. My, I'm trying to sign my parents up. Yeah. And everything is, not, it, you know, not available. So I just have them on a list to be notified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll they'll get there. They'll get there. And once they're vaccinated, I'm sure you'll you'll feel a lot more comfortable living your life a little bit more than you have been. Because I know you're, you're taking care of them too. So it's not mm-hmm. a, a thing you want to risk too much. So Right. You uh, got it. Be- what about back to wrestling stuff? Any fun wrestling things you've seen or gotten to grab lately before we get into this week's show? Uh, well, just kind of real quick with <clears throat> with the Royal Rumble. I was going to come back to my parents' house with Becca, and we were going to have like a little Royal Rumble party with the four of my parents and her and I. But sure. um, with the snow and all that kind of stuff, I just stayed oh, yeah, at Yeah, we house. got like a foot of snow here, by the way, guys. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> it was pretty bad. So the roads were, were terrible, and she had gone and got something on Saturday like went out before like the snow actually hit so she mm-hmm. had a little bit of snow like packed on her shoes and when she came to the house her house um they have like wood floors so she had slipped fell on her knee and oh, it, it was a big whole thing she almost hit her head she got whiplash because she was trying to keep her head from her nose her her face and teeth hitting the floor so she got whiplash mm-hmm. and her knee and, oh, you know just all the i just things. asked if you bought a wrestling thing here yeah, 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 yeah. this is so, the medical <laughs> podcast vaccines so, and whiplash <laughs> so then we were watching uh, the royal rumble we watched it with her daughter um, and her son and every person that came out uh, he was he doesn't watch wrestling but he was just watching it because we were all watching it together um, so he was just comparing like oh that looks like um, Spawn it was Edge you mm-hmm. know, with his trench coat he's like oh that's the Spawn guy and then oh that's Liu Kang for like uh, um, Shinsuke Nakamura and all these different people he was like comparing it to like uh, comic and and, and uh, video game stuff and I'm like that's fine you know it's mm-hmm. I think it's cool that like he was you know noticing how they were similar to the things that he was familiar with so it made it fun for him that's cool yeah, yeah we uh, the only thing I did I got a couple things I got a couple uh, 
Bone Crunchers came in the mail. I got a couple best of 97 ones, the Bret Hart and mm-hmm. Owen Hart ones with the vests, and I just need the Bulldog to complete that set. And then I also was able to grab a deal with a friend of the show, Tracy. It's her name, Tracy Roberts, and we cut a deal. She had the Million Dollar Man Wrestling Buddy, which is the last one I needed for my Series 1 Million Wrestling Buddy set. Mm-hmm. And it was in great condition. It's not flat. There's no stains or rips. And these are hard to find now, especially with in good condition. Like, even if you look at even now for Wrestling Buddy, like, they're insanely expensive, and they're all beat to hell, which mm-hmm. they should be, the Wrestling Buddies, but hers yeah. wasn't, so I got them all on the couch. They're Hogan Warrior, Macho King, and Million Dollar Man all chilling out there on the couch, and uh, they look great, and they're great conversation pieces, and I'm a big fan of them. So. <laughs> good conversation pieces. My whole damn basement's a conversation piece, and, and I was right. telling my, a little bit I was talking to my wife about something, and I don't know if, did you watch, I don't know if you've seen it, it's this documentary on Hulu about this uh, this show in New York City that happened. He's like a magician slash like mind reader slash like, it's like, a, it's called like an experience basically. I don't know if you've heard no. of it. I'll uh-huh. look at the name of it anyway. Anyway, I kind of got mad about it because his show is all about, oh, no, things aren't what they seem and they are, like for example, like oh, you parallel see this universes just a, or something? No, no, no. So, no. He told a story, for example, like you see this is just a brick, and he t- explained the story about how his mom was gay, and the town they moved into, someone threw a brick through their window, and he's like, and he, it was obviously I'm short tailing the story, sure. but he goes, he goes now, he goes everyone else sees a brick, but now you and me, we all see it as this, as the symbol and all that, which is mm-hmm. great. And I go, listen, Lauren, I do this crap every show, every week on our show. I'm like, you know, I think <laughs> of a, an object, like a, I brought up the story about the Rumble '92 about how. People see this as just a Rumble 92 VHS cassette. But for me, it reminds me of the story of me and my mom. Mm-hmm. Read a grocery store, a video store inside a grocery store where I begged her to be able to rent it. And because we had just moved to a, a new house and I was probably feeling a little like, if, you know, seven or eight years old, my mom's like, okay, fine. I'll yeah. give my kid a bone. To, so I mean, that's what I think. I'm like, I do this stuff better than this guy does. And I talk <laughs> about wrestling. Yeah. Um, well, there you go. You found someone. You you found your uh, what do you call it? Your soulmate or your kindred spirit? What? I didn't like this guy. <laughs> hey, he, maybe he doesn't like you, but you guys still share the same type of same, same type of ideas. I get. Well, I don't know. And also, he was a, he was like a card magician, mm-hmm. and for me, the best card magician out there is Jin Lin. He was from America's Got Talent. You ever see that guy? Yeah, Shin Lin. He's the best. Yeah, yeah that's the one, Shin Lin. He's the best. So. I, I was like, this guy's no shit. <laughs> I was getting all mad about it, so it's funny. Hold on, let me, let me ask Lauren if, she, if she's going to hear me. I'm going to turn away from the mic. Lauren, what was the name of that documentary I hated? What was it called? In it of itself is what it was called in Hulu. So if you want to see it, and I'm gonna and you can hate it like I did. That's what you're gonna that's what you're gonna hear on Hulu. All in right. it of itself. So, so check it out if you've got Hulu, and then listen to the PPW podcast, which is much better. Now she's down here giving me the side eye. <laughs> she's giving me the the look. She came down here. Did you come down here just to give me a disappointing not disappointing head shake? That's it. Okay, awesome. She loved it. I hated it. And I explained why I was better than that guy. Because <laughs> so, everything down here is a story, and mm-hmm. everything has a specific memory attached to it, and everything is not what it seems in and of itself. PPW podcast. <sighs> now that I'm all hyped up, you ready yeah. to get into this week's show? <laughs> Um. Yes. Or anything sir. else? Okay. Okay. No, I have I have more, but it'll just take the show into the two hour mark. That's okay. We got time. 
What, what else did you have? Go ahead. Oh, well, I have those, I got like, a couple those shadow boxes with the DVDs that I have signed. Uh, Jake the Snake one. With oh, the, you bought the shadow boxes like I have for my tapes? Well, yeah, I bought them a while ago. I, I, okay. T- I showed you pictures. So anyway, I got those, yeah. and then I have the one with the um, Jerry the King Lawler DVD, like the Legends, whatever. Yeah. And that's autographed, and I got them in those boxes. So I'm like, you know what? I want this. I always wanted to go, like, get a figure. So the figure that I wanted to get was an old um, Mattel Elite Jerry Lawler, but I just didn't like it because it was like his USWA or uh, Mid-South days, like his his, okay. his look was, you know, like yeah. the, the Andy Kaufman stuff. I'm like, eh, it mm-hmm. doesn't really match, you know, my Jerry Lawler <laughs> experience with sure. WWE. Um, so the new Jerry Lawler they got come out, it looks way more like the guy that's in the picture with the blue robe and the crown and all that stuff. So I did buy the new um, Jake the Snake, I don't know what figure it was, like Legends or something. I got it in one of those ring yeah. collectible um, cases. Mm-hmm. Um, series eight, Jake Roberts, uh, legends. So I've got that one. I bought some, uh, command hooks, little clear hooks. So, so I'm going to hang them kind of next to and make my display a little bit more, you know, a little more legit, a little more legit. So now I, got, I like now it. I got the Jake figure. I'll have the, um, the Lawler figure coming in and the, de- uh, defender case. So I think I always love, nice. I always love when people like work on their displays. Cause my display, the stuff is a constant, like work in progress. I'm mm-hmm. constantly like thinking about ways to, to do it differently because in the past year, my basement has become my office. So it's important that I, I like what's down here. You know, I like yeah. looking at my stuff down here. So <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's fun. And I always like hearing everyone else's kind of stories and how they set things up. So I yeah. appreciate you sharing that this week with us. Yeah. I mean, as always, I'll <laughs> share it on Twitter at positively underscore Eric, and you can go through my media and see all the pictures I share and, mm-hmm. you know, you'll see display stuff in there. This week, we are going to go back to the Attitude Era. An era we don't go back to too often. I think it's because it's we're a little bit older, but we're not like little kids, but we're not adults. I mean, you're 99, so you're, what, like a freshman in college, maybe? Oh, no, I'm uh, a junior. Or senior in high school. Or sophomore in college. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, 98, you're, yeah. You're like, oh, no, like I'm so far off. Like, no, you're no, like, I mean, I wasn't a freshman in college. That would have been 97. But, yeah, I mean, you're close. Okay, close enough. I'm a freshman in high school during this time in, in 99 here. And the Attitude Era for me is one that I look back at with a lot of fun. But mm-hmm. for me, my like I, when I was super, super into it and everyone was into it, was like 97, 98, a little bit of 99 yeah. at this point. But I started fading out going into 2000. And I do remember this show we're going to talk about specifically. We're going to talk about the 1999 pay-per-view St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Great pay-per-view name, by the way, on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And it's got that great pay-per-view poster of Vince McMahon holding the roses with, like, blood coming from his hands because the thorns are going through them. And this was a show that I did not order, but my buddy ordered. So we were all at his house, of course, a bunch yeah. of guys on Valentine's Day, you know, 14-year-old boys. Like, screw going out for dates with girls. we got, we got to watch wrestling, you know? Right. And this is what we were definitely pumped for, mm-hmm. particularly the main event of Austin versus McMahon. Uh, do you remember watching the show live? I don't, remember, I don't remember watching it, but I remember thinking that the title was so cool because there was the event with Al Capone and I think 1929, 1930, whatever it was. So I'm like, oh, that's an amazing tie-in you know, for, mm-hmm. for wrestling and the massacre and the fighting and you know, all that kind of stuff. So I really liked it because it was a good uh, February show, I think right before, in between uh, Rumble and Mania. 
So mm-hmm. I always wanted it like the next year, but they never did it again. And I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> I, I really like the name of it. Uh, NXT's doing a show on Valentine's Day this year. Is it St. Valentine's Day Massacre? I, I don't know, but if it isn't, it should be. It's, it's yeah. on Valentine's Day. It's yes, really I mean, that's the title that I like. So I'm like, oh, this is really cool. And that, it stands out to me as one of the ones from that year that I just really like the title of it. Yeah, I mean, it's cool that they had an opportunity and kind of ran with it. Mm-hmm. I think this is interesting for me because I'm a freshman in high school and I don't have a ton of memories of being a freshman in high school. I have a ton of memories of being in eighth grade. But so this one, school, so this isn't what it seems, right? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is your freshman year. <laughs> Into one itself or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, this is my freshman year of high school. And wrestling was weird because it was cool. Mm-hmm. But it like the popular like Abercrombie and Fitch kids didn't want to say it was cool. Like I knew they watched. So yeah. I heard them talk about it. But they weren't wearing the Austin shirt like I was to school. You know, they had their mm-hmm. structure or American Amer- Abercrombie and Fitch shirt. That my mom's like, that's $35 for a long sleeve tee. Get the hell out of here, you know? Yeah. I'm not going to buy you that stuff, which, of course, makes sense. But but now I'll drop like 50 bucks on a vintage wrestling shirt. Like it's nothing. Yeah, money's <laughs> different. <laughs> it, it is, but it's also, I wouldn't spend that money on my kid now, like a $30 t-shirt. She's fine. Yeah. She, doesn't she doesn't need but it. But yeah. When she makes her own I'm, money, I'm she can buy it. I'm curious if other people had the same experience during this time, depending on how old you were, where you're watching it, but it was cool, but it wasn't, if, if that makes sense. So if you, if you are feeling kind of similar to that, let me know mm-hmm. uh, on Twitter, PPW Podcast. And I always appreciate everyone, by the way, after you guys listen, any type of feedback, whether it's a comment, something we said, a uh, your memory, anything like that, always share that stuff. It never gets old. So please continue to share that stuff. Even if you want to send me like a long-form note like DM or a email, ppwpodcast at gmail.com, always do that because that, that's part of the fun is interacting. I know there's people listening, and we get a lot of interaction, so keep that up. I really, really appreciate that. It makes this a lot of fun. It makes this worth doing a little bit more yeah. now that people are listening. So you didn't order this paper, you don't think, but you were watching this time, right? Oh, yeah, I was definitely watching. <clears throat> Did you have that as an adult? Like you're in a you're you're not a you're a young adult at your age there. You're you know, yeah, twenty three, twenty four, twenty two, <clears throat> whatever. However, old you are, yeah. Were, were, was there people like around your age watching it? Did it seem people were kind of like you still watch that wrestling stuff? Like how uh, that not really. Like? I mean, I, I think after high school and stuff, you kind of have you like, oh, I'm my own person, and I don't care what other people think. And you know, I, I had friends. You know, we all watched it and. You know, we would still go to like the pool hall and Denny's and oh, know, the pool hall, sneak, oh, baby. Drink, sneak, sneak drinks in people's basements <laughs> or whatever, or go to, you know, a friend's sister, older sister's house and her husband would have beer and stuff. So, I mean, we did that stuff, but we still talked about wrestling, even in those environments. And I don't know, it was just fun to watch. And, uh, you know, some people like the nitro stuff and people like the raw stuff, but, you know, everybody had their own little favorite of who they liked and, you know, what they mm. liked about wrestling. So, I mean, I, I think it was pretty much pretty much mainstream by this time yeah around 98 99 actually i got my buddy my best friend growing up into wrestling he never watched it Mm -hmm. but he loved the rock he thought the rock was hilarious so he kind of like joined in the little circle of my other friend who watched wrestling like the three of us like would start watching it and you know and he got kind of sucked in because of the video games that came out for playstation and for n64 so he kind of got sucked in that way, you know, the WCW and W Revenge and maybe the WWF Attitude and Warzone games for PlayStation. He got sucked yeah. in through that because he was a huge video game player and, like, he was awesome yeah. at video games, too. Yeah. We he were was, like, too. the first kid I knew that was really good at video games. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he got sucked in that way. Uh, this pay-per-view, like I mentioned, my buddy ordered. We went to his house. It was the four guys just watching it. I'm sure we had pizza. 
maybe some Little Caesars and some crazy bread, something fun. Some, <laughs> crazy bread. You got to get the crazy bread, right, to yeah. Coke. But we, we watched it all, and it was a great pay-per-view. I also remember a lot, I rewatched some of the Raws leading up to this, mm-hmm. and that really triggered a lot of like, oh, okay, now I remember all this stuff vividly. So I started watching the build of this pay-per-view, not all of the Raws, but just the main like mm-hmm. angle parts of it, after the Royal Rumble 99. So the 99 Rumble is where Vince wins, and mm-hmm. he's the number, going to WrestleMania. So the Raw after the Royal Rumble, Vince comes out bragging it with The Rock, and The Rock had just won the championship for Mankind with a brutal I Quit match he had. And Vince says, I waive all rights and privileges as the Royal Rumble winner. Now, why, I don't know why I'll he ch- did that. Because he didn't want he didn't want to have to fight the Rock. Because in Vince's head, oh, okay. he said I will. He thought I will get to choose who his opponent is. So that okay. was like the evil thought. Yeah. So then on pops pops up the Tritontron. It's Stone Cold Steve Austin live via satellite from San Antonio, mm-hmm. and I remember this vividly. And Austin's like, "Look up here, you bastard!" And Vince's like, "Where's Austin? Where is he?" <laughs> and then who comes sliding in is Shawn Michaels, who's the commissioner at the time. Yeah. And then Michaels just pulls a rule out of his ass, which apparently is a real rule in the rule book, saying the if the winner of the Rumble should not fulfill his duties, it goes to the win, to the runner-up, which doesn't sound right. And but it makes Michael, sense. Michael says, when you waived, when you signed the paperwork, like Vince signing these papers, <laughs> right. way, you gave away all of your rights and privileges, and the commissioner gets to pick. So Austin is now going to be the number one contender because Vince is trying to be mm-hmm. too cute, you know? Okay, yeah. So it makes sense. This is a segment worth watching for sure. If, if okay. you want to go back, it's the Rumble after or the Raw after Rumble '99. I definitely remember Michaels popping on the Tron, being super pumped for that, being like, mm-hmm. "Oh man, the, like, that was a cool surprise," you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and, and continue. Next... I'm going to step away. I'll be right back. Okay. Then the next week, uh, Vince is in Victoria, Texas, on remote, looking for Stone Cold because the rule was if Austin physically attacked Vince, he would lose his spot at WrestleMania. That was, again, some weird rule that only makes sense in the world of wrestling. It's always constantly changing, but we accepted it. And now if something like this happened, everyone will be complaining online about it. But in 99, we're like, okay, this makes sense. We're in. This is also a segment's worth watching. He's got Patterson and Briscoe with him in a bar in Victoria, Texas, or wherever they actually shot this. Patterson and Briscoe are dressed up as cowboys. Briscoe's got like a, a lasso or like a rope or something like that. They're going around to different places looking for Austin, trying to provoke him. Uh, then they go to a scene where they're at a bar and these locals are playing pool. Patterson tries to hit on the two girls and they basically kick him in the nuts. And it's just Patterson and Briscoe are great, just goofball idiot foils for everybody. Uh, so then eventually Vince finds where he thinks Austin is in the back of like some like meat freezer or something like that, opens the door and it's a guy in a stone cold hat and a shirt. Vince says, Vince goes, Hey Austin, like hits him in the back of the head. The guy turns around, it's not Austin points a gun at Vince McMahon. <laughs> then Vince McMahon tells, he tells Vince where Austin is. He's at a bar. Vince shows up. Austin sitting at the bar wearing all camel for some reason, which is hilarious. <laughs> Vince calls Austin a chicken Hey, he goes, he actually, with the funny part, he taps him on the shoulder. Hey, you chicken shit. Tries to get Austin to attack him. Austin says he's not going to do it. Next week, there is a corporate uh, gauntlet for Stone Cold. And eventually, uh, the corporate wrestlers team up on Stone Cold. And the last shot of the show is Vince screaming at Stone Cold Steve Austin, screaming at his face. And this actually was the Raw 
that was uh, aired on Saturday, February 13th, the night before this pay-per-view, because Raw was preempted by the dog show, the Westminster Dog Show. This was also the Raw that was at the Sky Dome with like 42,000 people there. So okay. another another great little piece of trivia for you. So did you end up yeah, watching any of these, these pre-show pre- I didn't get a chance any? to, no. But okay. I, I, when I was going through, I think, Wikipedia, I saw Saturday Night Raw. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So I kind of looked into that. I kind of remember that. I kind of remember that Saturday Raw being like appointment television. Like, okay, it's mm-hmm. Saturday. I think, I don't know if I had a job yet. I don't think I had a job yet in 99. So I was definitely home. Like, I'm watching this. I may even went to a friend's <laughs> yeah, house. But I'm like, right. I'm watching this. You know, it's Saturday Night Raw. It's awesome. I was probably yeah. pissed Monday it wasn't on. But I was happy with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get to the pay-per-view, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, which actually technically was an in-your-house-branded pay-per-view still, took place Valentine's Day, February 14th, 1999, at the Memphis Pyramid in Memphis, Tennessee. Attendance sellout of 19,028, and it looked packed, too. Uh, the opening shot is an old-school 20s film style of Austin and Vince and others, kind of the build up to the show, which makes sense. The St. Valentine's Day Massacre, the 20s theme. It makes sense. And then we go to the live crowd, and everybody's pumped. They've got their signs. The, the pyro's going off. Michael Cole, Jerry Lawler on the call. This just screams Attitude Era Wrestling. And it got me like into it because I mentioned this on Twitter. I don't think I've seen this show all the way through since 1999. I don't think me, I watched it. Either. I might have watched the VHS. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it in forever. And just the, I don't know, just watching it, like this is something that I, I enjoyed watching. Like the I, whole I pay per view, yeah. And I'm like, just it was just from the intros and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, all right, because this is something I'm like super familiar with, and and then I'm seeing people like, um, you know, the Blue Meanie. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember him. And I don't remember the Blue Dust thing, but I thought it was kind of cool when, when they had their match. And you know, from then on, I'm like, I'm I'm into all the matches and the and the build ups that they do before the matches. And you know, I, I thought they did a good job of of showcasing the build ups, like what happened to where how we got to where we're at. Yeah, those build-ups are great. WWF is great at those in WWE, mm-hmm. especially for shows you haven't seen in a while yeah, or that you've never seen before. Like, okay, like I completely forgot like this build. Here's a here's a 90-second video to show you how we got here. And those are important, and, I, and I'm a big fan of those. So the opening matchup, the Blue Meanie, a.k.a. Blue Dust versus Gold Dust, mm-hmm. I kind of remember this. Uh, you know, for being just a big fat guy, good for the Blue Meanie. <laughs> I Getting love this match. W- WWF pay per view. It it got me into this show. Like, all right, I like Gold Dust. This Blue Dust, you know, I thought he was fun. His Blue Dust comes out, and the the build up with it was fun. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm in it. I don't know. I the Blue Beanie character. I never like. I was never into it. I did love the Blue World Order, though. I Mm -hmm. love the BWO. I was a fan of that. But I just love that this Blue Meanie guy, he, what does he have to offer? He's just a guy. But <laughs> yeah. he got he, he got over and he got on WWE TV and he got in this opening match of a pay-per-view in 1999. It's not yeah. easy to do. Well, was there Gold any Dust. stipulations to why he was uh, Blue Dust or was it to the, to the rights of Dust? <laughs> you know, I don't know. And yeah. I did a lot of research for this show, but the Blue Meanie was not a research guy I was really right. too concerned about. But, yeah. Like parts of the match, I, th- I, th- I thought it was good. Like Goldust throws him against the ropes, comes back, hits him with like a big arm, like spine buster. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> like Goldust got him up and spiked him real good. And and then later on, he, he's uh, Goldust grabs uh, Blue Dust's uh, 
I don't know, tights or whatever they were, gave him like a wedgie and started spanking him around the ring. <laughs> that was pretty funny. This is something that like if I showed someone that doesn't watch wrestling, they'd be like, You want like you watch this garbage? I'm like, right. hey, hey, it's fun. Blue Dust is fun. And <laughs> yeah. Gold just gets Gold just gets the win three minutes in. So mm-hmm. not a ton to say about the match, except for good for blue, good for the blue meanie, good for yeah. blue dust. For, for well, I like at the here. end where the fans are cheering and they, and they want the shattered dreams, you know, where gold dust yeah. separates the legs in the corner of the ropes and runs across and kicks them in the balls. I'm like, all right, the fans are into this. They want to see shattered dreams. Blue meanies also, or blue dust is all set up over there with legs spread and he gives it to him. Mm-hmm. And then we after this match, we go to earlier on heat, Sunday night heat, which was a thing that originally was just a show and eventually became the pre-show for pay-per-views but it wasn't like a recap show they did matches they had segments and uh austin when vince had a confrontation vince tried to get austin to hit him he ends up spitting on him i'm like oh man this is like intense but do you remember sunday night heat like i remember when it debuted being pumped about it like more wrestling hell yeah Yeah, it it was something that i would watch on sunday nights mtv i think it was on mtv for a long time that it might have switched but the mtv era was was something i would watch because i'm like all right you know there's another wrestling show and it wasn't like a the Saturday morning shows where they did a lot of recaps of what happened during the week. Like they had their own matches and some recaps, but it was it was fun. I liked it. Yeah, and I don't know if it would hold up now. I haven't even gone back on the network to watch much of it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's fun, you know, and it's there's it's just weird because I would wonder if something like this would work today, you know, like we've got a pay per view on Sunday, let's have a show on USA like live leading into the pay-per-view okay now switch over the network it might might be worth trying but either way it 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 was fun to look back at and i wouldn't be mad if they tried it even if aew tried it like you know we got a pay-per-view tonight let's Mm -hmm. watch tnt you've got a hour pre-show on tnt you know they did that for the all-in and i liked it because they had the the thing on tnt with the um the buy-in royal yeah the buy-in battle royal yeah Yeah, so I, i like that it was like, on like right, WGN I'm, I'm, I'm or get, something. Yeah, WGN America. That's what it was. It's yeah. like, hey, you know, I get to kind of be there, see what the setup is like, you know, in my in my in my hometown state area. I'm like, all right, I like it, and it was a fun uh, little battle royal. Mm-hmm. So let's give it a try. Uh, next up, we've got Al Snow versus Hardcore Holly for the Hardcore title. Mm-hmm. These hardcore matches, it some of them are still fun to watch. Some of them hold up. Some of them are bad. This one I really enjoyed. Oh, me too. See, the, this, the, with this whole pay-per-view coming from Gold Dust to Blue Dust, now I'm in the time period. I'm like, all right, yeah. I'm excited. And then when they're talking about this match, and it's like, what does everybody want? And what does everybody <laughs> need? I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> give me give me some Al Snow. And I thought it was interesting that they, he was calling Bob Holly because this was a transition from Sparky Plug Holly, Spark Plug Holly to Hardcore Holly. So he was yeah. in between it, and he was Bob Holly, but you know, was dressed like Hardcore Holly. And I think shortly after this match, he became Hardcore Holly. But when this started, I thought it was just going to be a typical hardcore match. I've seen a million of them. They all kind of have mm-hmm. the same. They go outside. They, not outside, but they go outside the ring. They go through the crowd. They hit each other with cans and chairs and garbage can lids. And I'm like, all right, I've already seen this before. But then it just kind of evolved when they're outside and then they're in the street and then they're getting hit with like no parking signs and being the, thrown but into like the But the thing car. too with this is, is like some of these, uh, these chair shots to the head yeah. Like we became desensitized to them and the attitude are now mm-hmm. they make me cringe. Yeah. I'm like, Oh God. 
And there's some creative stuff here. Like they start hitting each other with like floor tiles and breaking them over each other. Mm-hmm. And like usually the parking sign gets bent, like gets bent over. Like I think that's a, like yeah. a, some type of fine knocking over a, a no parking <laughs> fire zone. Sign. Yeah. But before they go outside, there was this part where Al Snow, they're walking, they're going by a payphone, and Al Snow is like dragging Bob Holly by his head, kind of walking him towards. And he grabs a payphone, you know, handle, like the phone handle. He's like, reach out to touch somebody. And so he smacks him on the head like Joe Pesci in Casino, like, like, like beating up some guy at a restaurant. It was just a lot. Al Snow said some things in here that made me laugh. I'm like, all right, this is going to be a good match. They eventually make it out to the Mississippi River uh-huh. and get thrown in it. And then uh, what's funny is Michael Cole comments like, it's 39 degrees out there. And you can <laughs> and tell, like, yeah, he's they get in now. No They're like, we're we're in and we're out. Like, they did, like, two things. They both of them were like, all right, we're getting Like, out actually in the right water. Now. Yeah, soaked. <laughs> and if it was that cold, that must have been brutal. Yeah. Hardcore Holly ends up getting the win here to become the hardcore champion. Mm-hmm. Nine, Almost a 10-minute match. Yeah, there was a part at so, 20, uh, 22 minutes and 22 seconds. It's going, getting towards the end of it. Uh, yeah. Al Snow is off on the side, not on the camera, and Holly is over there trying to unwrap or unsuccessfully unwrap a roll of chain link fence because the ending of this is he was going to roll up Al Snow in this fence, but he's trying to unroll it. I don't know what was holding it together, but he couldn't get it. And he's just like, fuck, and he leaves it and walks away. <laughs> and maybe somebody else, you know, as they as he took the camera with them, somebody else like kind of clipped whatever they had to do to get it unrolled. But I just thought it was funny. He's like, fuck. <laughs> because he was working on it for almost like 30 seconds. And it's like, you know, this is the match. And this is a lot of dead air right now. <laughs> and like, when you're alive, it's got to feel like it's taking like 45 minutes yeah. to do it too. So yeah. this is a good one to watch. I definitely say go back and watch this one. The mm-hmm. first two, that's a good point you made earlier about the opening match being like, okay, I'm in this time. Blue yeah. Mini and Gold Dust, I'm in. I'm in 99. Mm-hmm. Uh, our next matchup is the Big Boss Man versus Midian. The boss man's from the corporation. Midian is from the Ministry of Darkness. Prior to the match, you see The Undertaker backstage with his ministry kind of doing like evil pep talk. This is where The Undertaker's character transitioned from the dead man to the evil, Mm -hmm. evil person. And I thought it was cool. This this was becoming my favorite one. Um, You know, when Viscera, the APA, and the Brood, you know, they all kind of just, he just starts collecting all these, I don't know, like sinister type. Uh, characters i'm like all right this is a this is a fun group a little dark i liked little how evil. They, i liked how they played off how undertaker did this character where even michael cole mentions a little bit too they go the undertaker he's lost it like he was always dark but now he really believes mm-hmm. he is this person like you're like okay yeah. man he is crazy so this match itself sucked this boss immediate match sucked. yeah and but that's the thing like uh you know after that wild hardcore match i'm like this one didn't <laughs> do anything for me and i thought it was just me but then you know maybe two, three minutes after that, because this match wasn't that long. You know, the, the fans mm-hmm. start cheering, boring, <laughs> boring. Well, this, is like, all about, this match is all about the angle. Because, yeah. you know, post-match, they come, yeah, you gotta, the, you gotta the get ministry comes out, the end. they come out, they beat his ass, Undertaker comes out, uh, eventually he gets a big pop too with the gong and the evilness. Mm-hmm. And this, this leads into their Hell in the Cell match, where the Undertaker nooses uh, the big boss man, the hell in the cell, he hangs him from the hell in the cell. Yeah. That's how we get there from here. And I've forgotten how they had gotten to that match. This was kind of a nice refresher for me to see mm-hmm. how the big boss man, the undertaker and hell in the cell came to be. Yeah. Well, Midian first came out with this and I have a note on this. He comes out with like this uh, little jar, like formaldehyde, formaldehyde. 
there's an eyeball in there and it's got like the little roots and the nerves, you know, attached to the end of the eye. And he walks up to the, the announcer's table and he's, he tells Jerry, he's like, keep an eye on this. And <laughs> I'm like, this is so corny. <laughs> you know, maybe he just didn't try to pop people. Maybe yeah. he just tried to pop the announcers. But yeah. again, it's, it's nothing to write home about. You could skip the match, but you can definitely watch the angle. Well, watch the end when they beat his ass and carry him out like they're like a sacrifice. Well, the bossman actually ends up winning the match, but post-match is when there's the ass-kicking for him. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, next up, our match is Jeff Jarrett and Owen Hart, the tag champs, versus D'Lo Brown and Mark Henry. Mm-hmm. This is where Ivory is with Mark Henry. Ivory had recently debuted. He was, She was like a gift to Mark Henry from D'Lo uh-huh. to keep him from being distracted from Deborah, from what I remember. And I remember when Ivory debuted, being yeah. a big fan of hers. Like, I liked her little scarf. Like, oh, she can kind of like, she kind of looks like athletic. She wasn't just like this supermodel girl. So mm-hmm. I, I liked Ivory. I was a big fan. And the match, this match I thought was really good. I think this is the best wrestling match so far on the show. Yeah. And Owen Hart's, you, every time I watch Owen, you're like, damn, he's good. Like, you forget how good he was because as a heel, as a kid, I hated him because you're supposed to. But I'm like watching him do these things. Like, he's great. And Jeff Jarrett, I never was a fan of, but mm-hmm. I still like this match. And Mark Henry's I did, got I did a, like this, a bum this, knee. Uh, this Jarrett, you know, shortly before he, I think, goes back Left. to WCW for a little bit. He yeah. does, yeah. Yeah. You, so, you yeah, like, I mean, don't piss the, me the, off. <laughs> I did with the old slap nuts. <laughs> but I really like this team of Jared and Hart. Um, they were just impressive how they work together. And I'm like, these guys are really good. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're the tag team champs. So, you know, I could see why they put the titles on them. Yeah, Jeff Jarrett and Owen do win. I mentioned a second ago, Mike Henry's got this knee brace for whatever reason. What might be legit might be a, mm-hmm. a part of the angle. But Jeff Jarrett whacks him with the guitar in the knee, which is unique. Normally you get hit over the head with it for the big yeah. impact. But it made sense here. Jared well, set, and Owen set up the, uh, the figure four so I could see why he got he, hit in the leg or the knee. He kicked, he hit him in his, he kicked his leg from, out, from under his leg. <laughs> That's right. He gets the win and... First real wrestling match of the show, and it was a good mm-hmm. one. I, I like yeah. it. Agreed. Next up, Val Venus versus Ken Shamrock for the IC title. I remember this. This is another thing all about the angle. Ryan Shamrock, mm-hmm. who is Ken Shamrock's girlfriend, or sister in the storyline. Yeah. But I think in real life she was his girlfriend. Okay. And the storyline goes as Ken, Val Venus has recruited her to be in his porn videos, <laughs> to be a star <laughs> in his videos. Yeah. I remember having like the biggest crush on like Ryan Shamrock, the character mm. as a kid. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Because she, so, she was like hot, you know? Yeah. I realized that. Like, I wasn't that into her when, at the time, but then I'm watching this, like, man, she is smoking hot. She's petite. She's everything is just tight. <laughs> I'm like, we're I, just I, creepy guys. We get, yeah. We're creepy old guys now. Back then we yeah. were kids. It was fine. But now it's like, oh, now like, it's like whoa. I remember. Whoa, baby. <laughs> I remember me and my friends being like, Oh, she's the best one in WWF now. Like Screw Sable, who yeah. wasn't really there at the time, but so it was awesome. But I could understand. Uh, well, I understand Velvetus. You know, he he's just out there. He's all about like porn and sex and all that kind of shit. And, and being sure. like a brother of like a pretty sister, like I could totally understand like Ken's jealousy. And he's so mad that you know she's going with this scumbag Val Venus and you know he doesn't know why, but he's just going to kick Venus's ass. And you know maybe you relate to that a little bit too. So. It was just like, it was just a fun, and I just, I totally remember the storyline. This match, for some reason, has a referee of Billy Gunn. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I didn't get why. I mean, they're like, hey, you're here. Go go do something. We're paying you. Get yeah. out there be the ref. 
this match is, it goes on a little too long. It's 15 minutes, but it's it's not bad. You know, both guys no. can work. Ken Shamrock's okay in the ring, and and Val, I'm sorry, Val Venus is okay in the ring. Ken mm-hmm. Shamrock's really good, and it ends up where Val Venus gets the win. Because, and he, I forgot how exactly there was some type of some type of distraction. I have notes on there, but he wins the Intercontinental Championship. Who knew? Yeah, I, I, I think, completely uh, forgot. I think he's I think champion. I think he shoved Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn got mad, started punching him, and then uh, Venus took advantage of that. Yeah, and then post match, Billy Gunn drops Val Venus. Mm-hmm. He's not on anybody's side. Right. Val Venus. So is the beginning of this, I, I, I always love Val Venus in the beginning, where you know he'll say hello, ladies, and he goes into something. So. You know, something else that kind of has a pun about, you know, sex and boners and that kind of stuff. So he's like, hello, ladies. And all the ladies are screaming. And he's like, something special is about you. And I have a heart on for you. And they're like, Ooh, oh, my Val God. Venus. Oh, my God. And then they show Val Ryan Venus. and she's just smiling with her big, you know, nice big smile. And she's like, oh, that's my man. Val Venus recently banned from Twitter Val Venus for yeah. what posting crazy conspiracy crazy conspiracy. I don't know. He got really into selling weed. Maybe he started smoking something else. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. So next up, we've got Triple H and X-Pac versus China and Kane. Mm-hmm. And they show the build to this where China leaves DX to join the corporation because it's all about the money. And, and and that's why she left DX and all that stuff. Yeah. And DX is heartbroken about it. I kind of remember China joining the corporation because after the 99 Rumble, she joined them. Um, I definitely remember the build to the WrestleMania 15 match between Shane and X-Pac for the European title, mm-hmm. but I kind of remember China joining the corporation, and I remember being into this storyline. I remember being yeah. like, okay, I, this, I'm, I'm, I've been with Triple H in China for a while. Now I'm, in, I'm into this story. Yeah, I knew there was a split at some point, right? But I didn't know, you know how it happened. So it was, it was kind of see the, the setup package for this one where – um, Triple H is in there with Road Dog, X Pac, and China, and he was talking about uh, initiating a uh, a DX split. And then China takes the mic and she's like, "You know, if if there's going to be a, a DX split, I'm going to be the one to initiate." I'm like, "Oh, okay." So you know, she kind of took it upon herself to say, "Hey, you know, if something's going to go up here, it's going to be me, you know, going against you guys or something like that." So I'm like, "All right." So that's kind of yeah. I, I didn't know how it happened, so that was kind of you know good for me to see. And then we've got Shane McMahon on commentary for this match. When he first comes out, he talks about the the match that just happened. Mm-hmm. He goes, oh, man, Kenny, I understand. When your little <laughs> sister says, I love you, that's the worst thing you could hear as a big brother. I understand that, Kenny. Yeah. And, you know, Shane keeps talking crap, keeps calling X-Pac, X-Punk, which I still love to this day, X-Chump, X-Punk. Yeah. Cracks me up, and he's got the goofy, stupid sunglasses on, like the John Lennon almost-style sunglasses. And you posted something on Twitter, Triple H and Kane have the same color gear on in this match. Yeah, and I'm like, how cool would that have been? Like, I would have enjoyed it if they had a tag team, like, run together. Really? Because it never happened. So it, I would have, because I, I thought they looked good together, <laughs> you know, in the match. Just itself, because their outfits the looked good together. Yeah. I'm like, it's... oh, they match. <laughs> they're a good team. No, I just, the Triple the uh, triple H of that era, you know, just his intensity and all that, and Kane, you know, I thought it would have been a good team. But it's crazy to, th- it's crazy to think too. When I was looking at this, I'm like, "Wow, Triple H is champion this year mm-hmm. by like summer and just ne- day after SummerSlam, he's the WWF champion." And I never would have thought that in February of '99. But you know, he splits off from DX and pushes his own way forward, and it it works out for him. And at the end of the year, he is 
I think in six months later, he's the champ. So good, good mm-hmm. for Triple H. Good for the Blue yeah, Meanie. The, the good for the game. The, be, the beginning of this one I, I like is you know how he does the uh, the. Are you ready? Kind of par- par- yeah, the parody of Michael Buffer. He's like children of all ages. He's like into you, China. He's like, I want you to come out here and get your big ass, j- get your ass. Oh my god! So like, get your ass kicked, you big jacked up bitch. And everybody's like, Ooh. <laughs> you big jacked up bitch. He's like, let's get ready to suck it. Speaking Everybody, of big jacked up, jacked up bitches, bitches. did you see yesterday uh, the girl who got like big kicked out of the game? Bitches. Do you see? I don't know if you saw. I mean, I don't know if you're a basketball fan, but the Lakers no. and Hawks were playing yesterday. And the Hawks apparently have like fans in the stadium, and okay. and for, you know like courtside there's like the high rollers, and something happened where like this they call her Midwest Karen like she's like pointing like screaming at LeBron James, yeah. And apparently something happened where her husband was talking like screaming at LeBron, so LeBron like basically told security get him out of here. So when they kicked him out, like you see LeBron later looking at him, he goes. Oh, it was old. It was old steroid ass who's doing it. So then they show a picture of this guy. People found pictures <laughs> of him online. He is an old guy who's just jacked up on roids, and his wife is like twenty-two years old, and he's like sixty-five. So it's your typical gold digger couple. It's it's funny. Sure. Definitely go check it out. I'll send you the link to it. It's it's really funny. So okay, that old jack, jacked up bitch and old steroid <laughs> ass. So maybe think of that. Current events here on the PPW podcast. Yeah. I, I just couldn't believe that, that, you know, he called her out like that. And, of course, everybody said, oh, you know, she looks like a man. She's too buff and all that kind of stuff. And he just called her a big jacked up bitch. <laughs> well, don't treat her like a woman. Don't treat her like a man. Right. Don't treat her like you know her. Don't me like a woman. Or however the song goes. <laughs> oh, you got it. Good enough. Good enough. What did you think of this match? I liked it just because it was, um, I mean, as the show is progressing, you know, you're getting bigger stars so yeah, I, I like the idea that we're we got dx against the corporation and you know then there's that um little storyline feud that, that's still going on right then so it was good 14 minute match it was good the corporation wins they beat triple h and x Pac for that bad guy heat or whatever you want to call it yeah well, shane, shane interfered and x Pac ran off chasing shane so he's out of the match so triple h doesn't have a partner anymore and it just becomes China and, and um, Kane. Kane choke slams Triple H, lays a limp um, China on top of Triple H and gets the win. Mm-hmm. I, after this match, when I was watching this pay per view earlier today and yesterday, I was like, "How many more matches?" Like, there's only two matches left because it, mm-hmm. this show like kind of flew by. Yeah, you know, I, like you said, I, I'm just watching. Like, you know, I enjoy this. This is fun. So it, it definitely <laughs> flew yeah. by when I was watching it. Uh, we get a recap of The Rock and Mankind in their last man standing match, kind of showing how we got here between Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, uh, the halftime heat where the mm-hmm. <laughs> Mankind pinned The Rock with a forklift. Yeah. Ever, when, that have camera you seen angle of The Rock's face. Yeah, I, we, yeah, I watched you, that. Recently? No, no, no you I, watch I, it I watched it live. Like, Oh, I of course I did too. You had to watch it with my parents. I'm like, turn on USA, turn on you when it went to halftime. Because I <laughs> yeah. mean, at that time it was about the halftime shows and, and music and crap like that. I'm like, no, I want to watch wrestling. So we turned on USA. We were watching this, and you know, probably they were like, what the hell is this? But you know, I wanted it's, to watch it. Of course, you had to. And it was great. It's fun to go back and mm-hmm. watch that one too. And it's funny. There's a part where they're back in catering, and the Rock like 
pushes mankind into like a table and he did my favorite line of this entire thing is the rock like eats a piece of chips and salsa he goes it's mild the rock likes it spicy and he punches mankind <laughs> in the face with a salsa glass so yeah it's awesome but then there's a part where it's an empty arena so the rock pushes mankind down the arena like steps where the seats are and he goes ah, ah, ah. i was like a cartoon all the way down and yeah mankind's the champ here and then we end up with this match here St. Valentine's Day Massacre, last man standing match, which are hard to do. Last man standing matches in general are tough because it's literally a lot of standing around or laying around. Big move, lay around. Big move, lay around. And this match is no exception to that, but they do some fun things to make it Mm -hmm. entertaining, particularly when The Rock jumps on commentary it starts talking crap to to mankind. (laughs) He was the best at that, Mm -hmm. hopping in the commentary table. Uh, so before the match started, they showed a, I guess, recap of halftime heat where mankind's training with Dominic Danucci, the Iron Sheik and Bob Backlund on the stairs. So the rock attacks him, you mm-hmm. know, to, to weaken him, hits him in the knee. Well, but then was he's that, got a was pallet. Previous, like this. Yeah. It was halftime thing? heat. Oh, okay. It was, it was the day of the show. So, but it was during halftime heat and the rock threw a damn pallet on top of mankind <laughs> like you can't fake that just threw it mm-hmm. on him i'm like oh yeah. my god poor mankind guys ass worked for the month before with chair shots and now he's got a pallet in his on his body so it was rough yeah uh, i'm not a big fan of last man standing matches and i, t- I tend to just not watch them or you know if, it's, mm-hmm. if there's like highlight clips online i'll watch them but i mean to watch like a 22 match of just people going around outside and laying around and throwing i don't know i'm just not into it but this one was a little bit more exciting and it kind of took me back to you know the rock and just this whole rivalry between the two and then coming from the rumble to the halftime heat to this match and it it was just a lot of good stuff that i like so this wasn't so bad for me to watch it's a good match but i have a note that this match is good but it was hard it's really hard to follow the brutality Mm-hmm. of their 99 rumble match because the last man standing you're thinking okay it's going to be brutal all yeah. this stuff and it was yeah. there's chairs and there's stairs and they're beating the hell out of each other and, and all that yeah. stuff ends in a double knockout where both guys get counted out to 10 that's by the way yeah. ending of this match as a draw which the crowd's not happy about they're calling bullshit yeah. uh but it, it was entertaining yeah right but before it's just, that it's just tough it's just yeah, tough to follow that Nick Foley match. They're both inside the ring, and Mick Foley's like hanging on the top rope, and uh, Rock comes over <laughs> with the chair, and he goes to sit, take like a big ass swing to hit Mick in the head, but Mick ducks it. That chair bounces off the top rope and just <laughs> just knocks Rock out, like hit the rope, bounce back, and hits him in the head. <laughs> that was so funny. Then they go back and show like a highlight of it, and mm-hmm. it just looked even funnier because <laughs> he took such a, such a big swing with it. It wasn't yeah. like he was trying to even like be easy on himself. <laughs> Good for The Rock. And for anybody else that would do that, not anybody, but a lot of people doing that, it's going to look stupid. Yeah. But for The Rock, it's like, okay, this is great. Because at the time, the he, I mean, he was cool, but he was silly, but he was cool silly. and But it wasn't like, um, you know, it wasn't corny. This Rock is my favorite Rock of all time. Yeah. Basically from Ron Survivor Series 98 all the way through the year, you know, into SummerSlam 99. Like, this is my favorite Rock through WrestleMania yeah. 15. Mine, mine too. I loved him. He was hilarious. He was he would don't this isn't sing along with the rock you know and yeah. he, it's and he even, he even sings like in this match he starts singing the, the smackdown hotel song and you know mm-hmm. he he entertained that's what he was the entertainer he's he's the people's champion the corporate mm-hmm. champion the yeah. eyebrow the eyebrow raising pie eating <laughs> trailblazing all that stuff this is a good match 
it's not their best one they've had. Rock and Mankind, Mick Foley have had good matches, great, mm-hmm. better matches, better segments. But it's worth checking out, and it's a nice appetizer for the main event yeah. of Stone Cold and, and Vince McMahon. I don't feel like any of these matches were, well, I guess the boss man and uh, Midian, Midian was kind of the, you know, the, the breakdown popcorn match. But everything else was, you know, had a story going and I was into it. It wasn't like, ah, oh, this is like a, I'm going to go take a break. But even that Midian boss man match at the end had a story with it too, it did. right? Yeah. I think it was only six or seven minutes of the match. So that's a weird time maybe, to take a break. Maybe we should have cut. Midian boss man's time and give him more time to blue dust and gold dust. How about yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Cause what I'm looking now, maybe three minutes they had. Yeah. So we've got Austin and Vince and we, we talked about this earlier, uh, how we got here basically. And how we got here was Austin agreed mm-hmm. to put up his title shot of Vince faced him in a steel cage. We couldn't escape. Yeah. And we've got the old school cage here, but it's painted black. I liked it. I love the old school cage. I like that they painted it black. Cause the old school blue cage wouldn't have fit, right? It wouldn't you look right. You know what? I didn't even notice. Really? Yeah, because I guess that's my favorite, so I just kind of expected that. I wasn't thinking yeah. of chain link or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And the match starts off with a lot of cat and mouse game. You know, Vince is out first. He won't let Austin in. He's kind of kicking him back. And then eventually Austin, or Austin's in the ring first. Austin goes out after him. Vince hides in the ring. Austin <laughs> tries to climb over the fence to, or claw the cage to get in. Yeah. Then he hops down. And he, he's holding his knee, like fakes a knee injury. Right. So Vince comes around like, ooh, now I'm going to get him. And everybody he's, knows he's, he's hurt. I'm going to take advantage of this asshole because he's hurt. Austin turns around, beats the hell out of him. Crowd's going nuts. And, mm-hmm. this, is, and this is what's great about the Austin McMahon thing is – all the shit Austin Vince would do to Austin, eventually <laughs> yeah. he got his back, you know? Yeah. And that was the big problem everybody had with like the authority angle is they never got like their comeuppance really. Mm-hmm. I mean they did at WrestleMania thirty when Daniel Bryan won and all that stuff, but they never got like their ass kicked like Vince did yeah. here, you know? And we never watched, did that and, bad. And watching this and just, just realizing how great of a uh, of a character Vince McMahon or Mr. McMahon was, and he was just a chicken shit heel, but he was also the boss, so he's like doing all this stuff to stack in the stack in the deck against Austin, and Austin's just fighting through everything. And God, it, this really was to me like one of the best rivalry or the best rivalry. Yeah, I don't think you're going to top this one. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure eventually it's wrestling. Something will come along at some point. I don't know, but, but I mean, the middle fingers and just just how much they hated each other, and, and just the true. ongoing revenge, like, oh, I'm going to get you back, or I'm going to get you back. It just get, it was nonstop. It just kept going back and forth. And like every time Vince thought he had one up on Austin, yeah. Austin would think of something, or Austin would have something up his sleeve, and mm-hmm. and all that. It, it was great. And yeah. thinking back to all this stuff, you know, the '98 Survivor Series where they screwed him with Shane and. We we do an entire podcast show, not like an episode, an entire show about that rivalry, how it started and how it ended. And, mm-hmm. and this match is just like right in the meat of it. It's, it's awesome. This match, though, is all about one bump. One bump that happens to Vince McMahon. <laughs> yeah. They're on top of the cage on the outside. Uh, Austin yeah, they're, slams they're both, Vince, they're both climbing up the side of it. Yes. Uh, Austin slams Vince's head into the top of the cage. Vince launches off like he just got shot out of a cannon. <laughs> just flies go, backwards or busts through the... supposed to go through the table. Uh-huh. He lands on his tailbone on the edge of the table. He's dead. Bounced up, bounced up in the air and down again. I have a note. Vince couldn't have fallen worse if yeah. he tried. 
Like right. it, this and is it, the it worst so case too, scenario because it was so like, bad. It was real. <laughs> That's what made he, it look so good. It was real. He bounced in the air, and, and we were. I mentioned this. We were watching these at my buddy's house after the show. We recorded, obviously. We rewound it and watched it like a hundred times. <laughs> yeah. Like paused it. We're like, oh my God, he must have a broken tailbone. And he's still wrestling. And yeah. it was, it's still one of my favorite bumps of all time. You know, okay. you've got like yeah. your big, your big bump moments. You know, you think mankind off the hell in the cell. You mm-hmm. think Underdigger's tombstone. You think Hogan slamming Andre. I think Austin pushing Vince or slamming Vince <laughs> off the cage, hitting his tailbone onto the side of the table, yeah. bouncing up and like it's not just that he just he is on the edge, he bounced in the air like he or he was a bouncy ball, you know, mm-hmm. off the edge of the table up and then through it and it was just epic and that that's the story. Of this match is that bump for me at least. Obviously, isn't that more stuff happens right, but. Particularly at the end, there's kind of a big surprise at the end. Yeah. But for me, it's clearly that bump. I don't know about you. Uh, yeah. Well, the match it, it, it gets... was afterwards. Uh, they put they put Vince in the neck brace. They put him on a stretcher. They put him on a gurney. And uh, Finkel comes in. He starts to declare, you know, this match, whatever, whatever. And, and <laughs> Steve uh, Steve rips the mic out. He's like, "No, that's bullshit. This match never started. We were never at the ring at the same time." And then he has he to goes, cry. Ah, ah, <laughs> <laughs> Who wants? Uh, what is, give me a hell yeah if you want to see me finish this can of whoop ass. Everybody's like, hell yeah. So then the We match, want blood. <laughs> yeah, so, so Steve goes down. He stalks Vince, who's being rolled around. He knocks people out of the way, gets Vince on that gurney, and just rolls that gurney right into the ring. <laughs> the whole thing collapses. Vince falls out, throws him in the ring. Then they start having their back and forth fight. And, um, you know, the, the first time uh, Austin was going to walk out and he turns around and sees McMahon and he's, he's so defiant. He's like, Oh, you know, and he throws up the middle finger, like the one double middle bird, finger. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, yeah. no, the one. Oh, the, you're and, right. You're right. Yeah. And then he goes, he's like, Oh my God, this guy hasn't had enough. So Austin goes back in, whips his ass a little more. And then he climbs up inside from the inside, goes over. He's almost to the floor and he looks at Vince. He's still on the side of the side of the cage and Vince is inside and he gives him the two birds. And Steve's like, bloody oh, face too. Yeah. Bloody face. Yeah. He's like, all right. He's like, if you still want some, so he climbs back up and into the ring. And I'm like, man, you should have just hit the, uh, hit the, hit the floor right then and there. But yeah, I mean, all of that stuff just made this match so much better. Then Austin climbs back in, whoops his ass. There's actually a point where Vince almost escapes, but Austin grabs him, pulls him back mm-hmm. in, hits the stunner. The crowd, the crowd goes nuts for that stunner. Like yeah. I wasn't expecting everyone to go nuts for it. They did. And this is kind of where he's he's walking out. He's going to walk out, and who comes up through the ring? Oh my God! It's Paul White. Is what Michael Cole says. Who we now know is the Big Show. Yeah, like well, that's um, the giant. You know, because <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's his real name. <laughs> you know, the, the Paul White. I I thought the crowd was a little underwhelmed at the thought of the Paul White there, the Big Show. Yeah, or, I was. You? Yeah, no, I was. I didn't think he was that big of a of a star. Yeah, I mean, I think just having someone come from WCW would have been cool. But for me, the crowd was kind of like, "Wait, what? What?" Yeah. But I did like the creative finish, where mm-hmm. Big Show Paul like throws Austin into the cage. Like cage he lifted him up, like even, like you know, five feet in the air, and just like hurls him into the cage like a rag doll. Yeah, he threw Austin, cage breaks, Austin drops to the floor, the crowd goes nuts, pops. Oh, man, Austin won. Mm-hmm. Super creative finish. He's, He's going like, to oh, WrestleMania. 
So Vince like, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Paul White you know? debuts and lets Vince down his first night. <laughs> that wasn't supposed yeah. to happen. Uh, the next night on Raw, though, Austin gets his opponent because The Rock beats Mankind in a ladder match for the WWF Championship. So he's a champ going into Mania. It's Austin Rock, WrestleMania. Who else could it have been at this time? And who else is going to be your main event? Maybe Austin versus McMahon? Maybe. That would yeah. make sense. Mm-hmm. But Austin Rock is, is the match to make, and I'm glad they did. And Was this going Mania, into Mania, 17 or 18? 15. Close, though. Oh, 15. Okay. All yeah. Right. Yeah, 15. And a lot of people crap on that Mania, Mania 15, and the, I'm sure it's not as good as I remember it. Yeah. But maybe we'll, we'll we'll do that show next week. Maybe we'll talk about that one because it'll lead in the, from this pay-per-view to that one. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of memories of WrestleMania 15 I want to share. So yeah. we can talk about that. But that's the end of this, this pay-per-view. Austin is going to Mania. Vince can't believe it. We've got the this new giant who showed up from WCW. And if I'm watching 99, well, shit, I got to watch Raw tomorrow night to see that's what right. happens next. You know, that's, so that, that's, that's, any, that's, any, that's any Raw after a pay-per-view. This is how you end a pay-per-view for sure. Yeah. It was it was it was awesome and it was a really, really fun show. I had a fun time watching it. I didn't think I would because a lot of these attitude era pay-per-views don't always hold up. But this no, one did. And, and sometimes I mean you get um I don't know, just a lot of characters. I'm trying to think of characters that I, I'm not saying bring the show down, but they're not as heavily involved in storylines at this time. So maybe like too cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Rikishi was around yet or you know, like Too a lot cool of some, a dark match, I like think. Kai and Ty, like, were they around yet? There was just a lot so of no, sea level talent that you they know. weren't there yet. So, like, the dark match was too much. Brian Christopher and Scott Taylor versus the Hardy Boys. Then, so I that was before Viscera. Too Cool. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was. And then Billy Gunn and and Tiger Eli singing No Contest. Okay, Viscera defeat defeated Test by DQ. So just a couple like your regular bottom tier. Not even, like I said, don't want to say bottom tier, but. Everyone in this show, every one of these matches was a star. It had yeah. you know, a lot of meaning. All this stuff had a lot of meaning. So what would you give this pay-per-view? You, you just watched it. What's your letter grade? I mean, I'd recommend watching it because to me it was just, um, it just highlighted a lot of the good stuff from 99, mm-hmm. from that year. Um, I'd give it like an A. Uh, I'm going to give it an A- just because the matches themselves aren't really much to write home about. Mm-hmm. Well, you said you, you didn't really like the Val Venus and Shamrock match. I put that as one of my favorite matches of the night up until that point. It was No, it was good, but I don't know. I just thought it was a little too long at okay. 14 minutes. It, it was a little too long, but, I mean, it had Ryan Shamrock, so yeah. we're, good. we're good with that, <laughs> right. right? There you go. Yeah, but it was good. I'd say A-. minus. Definitely go back and watch it. Watch it on Valentine's Day with your with your significant other. Yeah, order, your order a heart-shaped pizza. No, uh. you got <laughs> to get Little Caesars and, and Crazy Bread. That's what you got to get. To make a true ninety nine. Mm-hmm. There you go. I'm sure. I'm sure there'll be plenty of heart shaped pizzas. You gonna do heart shaped pizza for Valentine's Day this year? Heart shaped um, pizza? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Always I romantic. You gonna get your significant other a Valentine's present or her kids some? Um, her kids no, but her yes. Well, you well, can get her. What we usually do, we go to um, it's like an Italian restaurant that's uh, not too far from your house, Rocco okay. Vino. I think it's what it's okay. called. Okay. And we'll go there, but you know, with the pandemic and everything, we're not comfortable going into restaurants yet or cause she's with her parents. I'm with my parents and you know, I don't want to take any chances of, you know, venturing out and doing the in, in house dining yet. So you get it to go. Yeah. It's not the same. 
because then you get it home. You're right. It's cold. Better. You don't have to tip. No, you don't it's tip. not better. Don't no, it's just the whole experience. It's... We dress up. We go. You know, we have a nice night. It's so we'll do that. You know, later in the year, maybe for an anniversary. <clears throat> You'll figure something out. Yeah. So I mean, there's little presents that I got her. Like she likes gnomes. Like that's just her like like her thing recently. So I okay. found like these little gnomes. They're like little stuffed things, and uh, they're Valentine's gnomes. Um, you know, got hopefully her. She list, doesn't listen to this show. Hopefully, she. I mean, she says she does, but she doesn't listen. Well, you'll know she, if she knows what her presents are. Right. Yeah. You know, got her a little uh, five for thirty-five or five, whatever the price is on the Victoria's Secret panties. You know, get her some uh, those Valentine's ones with the hearts and stuff like that, and. Yeah, All a couple right. different things. Get her, Maybe get, get you flowers. some heart underwear, too. How about that? Maybe you'll get some. I've got a heart on for you. <laughs> you, you, you should, Hello, you should write, lady. <laughs> you should get her a card and write in there, I've got a heart on for you, and see what she says. <laughs> she'll she'll laugh. She likes silly shit like that. She, you accidentally give it to her daughter. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to give it to your mom. Oh, good times. Good yeah, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what we're going to do. We'll, we'll figure it out. I don't know what we're going to do here. We'll figure something out. I always get the little the daughter or something uh mm-hmm. they every time i get flowers now like if every once in a while i'm at the store at grocery store or wherever i'll pick up flowers for my wife but i also i'll get them for my two daughters and one time i, I brought them home and i brought them to lauren she liked it penny penny is a girl or girl like was, was like gets so excited my youngest molly i gave it to her she looks at me she goes no thank you i don't want flowers <laughs> no thank you <laughs> she's two years old no thank you i don't want yeah. them so well thanks molly i appreciate that well that's she, good uh, you know tr- treat them how you want them how, you know give them a good example of what kind of man they want later in life or woman or whoever their partner that or, tends yeah, to yeah. Be. right 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 but or, you know just set a good is. example don't exactly show, show them what funny. it's like to be you know treated well the other, last week is this funny thing she talking she was talking to my wife and she goes, Mama, you're sad. She goes, Molly, why am I sad? She goes, because nobody loves you. Oh. <laughs> she goes, what? And Lauren's like, you're right. And starts crying. No. I'm she kidding. laughed. She's a funny person. So this was a fun show. And it really was. I want to give a couple, a couple shouts to other fun shows that I listen to every week. Uh, highlight them for you guys to check out. Uh, Jeff from Fully Posable calls them the Podcast Buddies. We'll also be on the Podcast Buddies. We're part of their Podcast Buddies. And I've discovered other shows through them. It's a hopeful you're discovering other shows through us. Uh, I mentioned Jeff and Scott from Fully Posable. Check them out. They put a show each and every week, just celebrated their five-year anniversary a couple weeks ago, uh, wrestling figures, other figure collecting, and a whole lot of fun, positive talk. So go follow Scott and Jeff at Fully Posable and listen to their show. Jeff was just on another show I like called Wrestling Cheers, uh, hosted by Justin Summers, who does a lot of great interviews. They normally focus a lot on independent wrestling in Northeast Ohio. But this past week, he had Jeff on Fully Posable. They talked about everything from sports to comedians to um, wrestling figures to creating podcasts to all this stuff. So go check out Wrestling Cheers. Subscribe to them. Check out our friends at the Doing the Favor podcast. Our friends at the Our Vantage Point Wrestling Podcast, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, one of my favorite shows out there in the world. The Breaker and Bane Power Hour do a show each and every week, and they also have a side project called coming out now called You Know It's Fake, right? Which is a really interesting way of looking at it. Uh, Breaker, former pro wrestler, current pro wrestler, but former uh, wrestler in the NXT system, so follow their show as well. And then our friend Daniel Spencer and friends do the Ringside Podcast. They put out a show every week. Check them out as well. So those are our podcast buddy shout-outs for the week. Do you have any shout-outs you want to give to friends or family? Um, no, podcast not really. friends or no. Twitter friends? Well, um, what was that ringside one? Spencer. Daniel Spencer? Yeah. 
Yeah, he's, he posted something on Twitter. I'm like, man, you look like you're, I don't know, look like you're in better shape. He's like, oh, yeah, thanks. Because <laughs> he posted a picture of him in a, a ref uniform. I'm not saying mm-hmm. I, I thought he was out of shape before, but he, he definitely looks different. Like maybe he's been well, working out you know, or something. I'm, I'm, I haven't talked to Daniel in a while specifically about that, but I'm guessing he's like, you know, I'm on TV every week. I probably should start eating better and working out. Yeah. So I'm sure that's what he's doing. So it's, okay. results are funny. So if you're watching Impact Wrestling and the referee who wears the armband, the arm to sleeve, that's Daniel mm-hmm. Spencer. That's our friend. So go check that out and check out Impact. Oh, speaking of Impact, so you know the the TV app Pluto? Yeah, I have it. They've they've got the Impact channel now. They've always had it's, it. Is it? Oh, really? No, this is like on demand, twenty four seven live. Old, yeah, it's all it's all old, old TNA old TNA stuff. Yeah, I didn't know this. I'm like, this yeah. is amazing. How, yeah, I mean, I when, whenever I got Roku like four years ago, whatever, it, I, I was stro- scrolling through it, and they've got a lot of other like. Offbeat, yeah, like, offbeat channels and whatever, but it's kind of similar to what you would get on cable. But it's obviously not cable stuff. But it's like it's I, like I the this, Dollar General of like yeah, cable. Like, yeah, yeah, that's basically. what it is. Yeah. So I saw like Impact. I'm like, okay. So I kind of left it on, and you know, every now and then it'll just like stop in the middle of the program and do like a commercial for, you know, like yeah. arthritis <laughs> knee pads <laughs> or or some stupid shit, and then. It'll be like that one screen where it says Pluto is like, oh, resuming your so show soon. But, you know, aside from that kind of stuff, I'm like, it's kind of fun to watch because there's old, you know, whether it's uh, like 2005, you know, early Samoa Joe and and the band, like who it was Kevin Nash and, and uh, Scott Hall, like that older stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, just even the um, today, I think they had the beautiful people on there. It was. Yeah, I was watching that too. The night it was like the knockouts day. It was all yeah, like women stuff. Right. So I mean, it, it's kind of fun to watch. And then you got the bully Ray when he was with the. It's uh, free too. You can't beat free. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a lot of fun. And you can see retails for suckers, as we mm-hmm. say. Me, you, and yeah. our friend Jeff Jose, <laughs> verbal Jeff. Yeah. There was verbal a lot Jeff of Jose. there was a lot of pay per views that are on there that I never ordered because it was I I wasn't that interested in in, in TNA. <laughs> like I would watch it the show. Yeah. But I would just see like whatever happened on the pay per view on the next show. So it's kind of fun to watch those shows. I'm like, all right. And I think when we did a show on ladder matches, I was watching that Pluto channel and mm-hmm. I saw the Jeff Hardy and Austin Aries match. I'm like, this is a damn good match. So then I went online and tried to find it. It was on um, Daily Motion, I think. And I, I watched yeah. the full match. I'm like, man, this is a really good match. So that's where that match came from because most of the time we talk, just talk about WWE stuff. But mm-hmm. through that time, I was going through the old uh, TNA stuff. I'm like, all right, let's throw some other stuff in here. <laughs> good stuff. So yeah, check out the Pluto app. Uh, check out any podcast app you have. Subscribe to our show. Subscribe to our podcast buddy show. And thank you, always, as always, guys, for listening. We've got some, a few things lined up in the can. I've got an interview. Uh, I it up here, coming up here. Um, this guy, Vinny Barry, sent me a book called Lance by Chance, Wrestling is a Von Erich, a book on Lance Von Erich, who was a fake Von Erich that was created by the Von Erichs. It's a really interesting book. We're going to have him on to talk about that coming up this month. We're going to have a uh, show you and I will do. We'll maybe do WrestleMania 15. Mm-hmm. And it's Valentine's Day. Maybe I'll have my wife come on. and It'll be fun stuff. So a few, a few more guests lined up potentially for this month as well. So keep subscribing to us. We'll get out shows as much as we can, as fast as we can. I really appreciate everyone listening, and I appreciate everyone sharing the podcast. It, it makes it fun. So thanks, guys, for listening. Anything else, Eric? No, I think that's it. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. We will see you next week.